Welcome to Dual Diagnosis Anonymous. My name is Johnny, and I am Dual Diagnosed, and I'll be facilitating this meeting. Can we please take a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer? God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I want to welcome you all back again to another edition of DDA. Um, it's good to have a little break in between so that I can mentally, uh, spiritually and emotionally take care of myself so that I can continue to help others to understand uh, what recovery is and how you can recover. So today I just want to dive on into this because um, just out of excitement and anxiety. And so um, I hope that you all get something out of this. Today's topic is how to change habitual behaviors. Habitual behaviors can number from a variety of things. Habitual lying, uh, habitual stealing, habitual uh, routines to work. Um, you name it. I mean, it's, it, it starts from when we, when we were kids, when we start developing these habitual behaviors. Uh, procrastination, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. These are things that we, we've been doing for so long that we don't even think about it when we're doing them. We just, we just do it on automatic mode, on autopilot. Uh, <clears throat> and the sad thing about it is when people call us out on it, we get upset. Then I look at people, how they're raising children, you know, and, and, and they get mad at the children because the children are displaying the same behaviors that they're displaying. And, you know, and it's not right. It's not fair. Before you check somebody else, you need to check yourself. And when you practice in habitual behaviors, you don't realize that you're doing these things. But we pay attention to what everybody else is doing, but we don't pay attention to what we're doing. Like procrastination. A lot of people acknowledge that they're procrastinators. But they don't do anything about it. That's why they call them procrastinators. A habitual liar, it can be you and them by yourself. And they'll do something. You know that you didn't do it. You confront them on it. But because it's a habitual behavior, it's a habitual habit that turns into a habitual behavior. You confront them. Then they start playing like they're the victim. Trying to make you look like you're crazy. Well, our babies are seeing this. They're looking at how we act toward other people. They're looking at how we act and behave, you know, uh, in our households. They're looking at how we act and behave in public, how we interact. And when we're on the telephone talking to other people, our children is looking at this. And they are seeing bad behaviors that we're not noticing. So today I want to help somebody to understand that it's time to change those habitual behaviors. But in order to change the habitual behaviors, you have to change those habitual habits. So what is a habitual behavior? A habitual behavior is a form or automatic or and routine behavior. It is a behavior that people repeat because it's, this behavior is easy, comfortable, and rewarding. Habitual behaviors automatically character is demonstrated by the fact that it is often started by a cue or a change in the situation. Habits are hard to kill, and rightly so. They are part and parcel of the personality traits 
and mold your character. However, habits are not always something over the top and quirky enough to get noticed. Think of subtle habits like tapping your fingers when you are nervous or humming songs when you drive. Just take a few minutes and think of something specific that you do all the time. You would notice how it has become a habit for you without any explicit realization. Everything you do daily, starting with your morning routine, lunch preferences, and exercise routines are all habits. Habits mostly form from life experiences and certain observed behaviors. Not all of them are healthy. Habitual smoking can be a dangerous habit for your health. A habit could also make you lose out on enjoying something to its best, like how some people just cannot stop swaying their bodies. Thus, there could be a few habits that you would want to change about yourself, but changing habits are not so easy. To want to change a particular habit means to change something very fundamental about your behavior. Hence, it is necessary to understand how habits form and why they are so difficult to get out of. Habits can be physical, social, and mental, energy-based, and even be particularly to produ- uh, particular to productive productivity. Understanding them is necessary to how, why, to know. Um, understanding them is necessary to know why they are difficult to break, and what can be done about them. Habits get engraved into our memories depending on the way we think, feel, and act over a particular period of time. The procedural part of the memory deals with habit formation and studies have observed that various types of conditioning of behavior could affect your habit formation. Classical condition or pavilion conditioning is when you start associating a memory, a memory with reality. A dog that associates ringing a bell to food will start salivating. The same external stimuli such as the sound of church bells can make us want to pray or prepare our minds for church. Apparent conditioning is when experience and the feelings associated with it form a habit. By encouraging or discouraging an act, individuals could either make it a habit or stop doing it. Observational learning is another way habit could take form. A child may start walking the same way their parent does. Sure, habits are hard to control, but it is not impossible. With a few tips and hard-driven dedications, you can surely get over your nasty habits. Here are some ways to overcome your habitual behaviors. Number one, identify your habitual behaviors. As mentioned earlier, habits can be quite subtle and hidden from your view. You must bring your subconscious habits to an aware state of mind. You could do it by self-observation or by asking your friends and family to point out the habits for your sake. Number two, find out the impact of your habit. Every habit produces an effect, either physical or mental. Find out what exactly is it doing to you. Does it help you relieve stress or does it give you some pain relief? It could be anything simple. Sometimes biting your nails could be calming for your nerves. Understanding the effect of a habit 
It's necessary in order to control it. Number three, apply logic. You do not need to be forced, fed with wisdom and advice to know what an unhealthy habit could do to you. Late night binge watching just before an important presentation is not going to help you. Take a moment to apply your own wisdom and logic to control your seemingly nasty habits. Number four, choose an alternative. As I said earlier, every habit induces uh, some feeling. So it could be quite difficult to get over it unless you find something else that can replace it. It can be a, it can be a simple, non-harming new habit that you can cultivate to get over a bad habit. Say you have a habit of banging your head hard when you are angry. That is going to be a bad, bad for you. Instead, the next time you are angry, just take a deep breath and count to 10. Or maybe start imagining yourself on a luxury yacht. Just think of something that will work for you. Number five, remove all triggers. Get rid of items and situations that can trigger your bad habit. Stay away from smoke breaks if you're trying to quit smoking. Remove all those candy bars from the fridge if you're trying to control your sweets cravings, and etc. Number six, visualize change. Our brains can be trained to forget a habit if we start visualizing the change. Serious visualizations is retained and helps as a motivator in breaking the habit loop. For instance, to replace your habit of waking up late, visualize yourself waking up early and enjoying an early morning jog every day. By, con by continuing this, you will naturally feel better and wake up early and do your new hobby. Number seven, avoid negative talks and thinking. Just as how your brain is trained to accept a change in a habit, continuous negative self-talk and thinking could hamper your efforts. Put it, could hamper your efforts put into breaking a habit. Believe you can get out of it and assert yourself the same way. Changing habits is not easy, so do not expect an overnight change. Habits took a long time to form. It could take a while to completely break out of it. You will have to accept that sometimes you may falter in your efforts. Do not let negativity seep in when it seems hard. Keep going at it slowly and steadily, and eventually you will change your habitual behaviors. And like I always say, being a recovered addict, you know, one of the bad habits that I see people practice daily is thinking that they can do this thing on their own. Thinking that they can beat it on their own. They'll tell you that, oh, I can stop anytime I get ready. I can quit doing this anytime I get ready. But that's not the problem. The problem is starting back up again. That's what lets people know that you cannot stop. But for some people, they think just because they can stop, that that's the solution, and it's not. The solution is, is in not starting back up. So when it comes to habitual behaviors, like I said, it's hard to break old habits. 
You know, I have to pay attention to my behaviors by paying attention to the way that I think. See, music to me is a habitual habit. And when I'm upset, that's what I turn to for soothing, for comfort, for relaxation. Just like I'm getting ready to do here in a minute. But see, that's a healthy habit. I went from practicing healthy habits at a young age to practicing unhealthy bad habits. So it was my job to turn that back around. And just like I was mentioning earlier about kids. See, when you when you when you act out of habitual habits and behaviors, you don't really realize what you're doing when your kids are watching. And it's not fair for an adult to get on a child for the way that they behave when you can't check yourself for the way that you're behaving. Kids don't have much say-so. We are their role models. We are the people that they look up to. They, can, they don't really care much about the president or, or, and people like that. They're they, they looking up to the people that's feeding them. They're looking up to the people that's putting a roof over their head. They're looking at the ones that's uh, having birthday parties for them and things of that nature. And how you act and how you behave takes a big toll on how our kids act and how they behave. So take it from me. If you want your kids to practice uh, good, healthy, habitual habits, then as the adult, we have to practice healthy, habitual habits. Because we do have a choice in how we act and how we behave. Uh, I think about my cousin all the time, and I remember he used to tell me, you know, Johnny, hey, Ken Folk, I ain't going to ever change. This is how I've always been. But it's not true. When you start practicing a habitual behavior at a young age and you continue to practice that, you may still, you, you may still, things still change around you. But you're choosing not to change. You're choosing to act and behave the same way that you've always choose to act. That's a choice. I don't want to go back to my old behaviors because I didn't get anything out of them. I like the new me. I like the peace that I get to experience every day. I like the life without drama, stress, other than normal stress. I can deal with the normal stress, but I can't, I don't like unnecessary stress. I used to thrive on people, being around people. But now I don't thrive on that. I'd rather be somewhere where there's where it's peaceful and quiet. And when it's time to go deal with people, I can deal with them more effectively because I'm my mind is mentally sound enough to do so. For those habitual procrastinators, it's easy to overcome procrastination. Why am I saying that? Because you know when you're procrastinating. When it's something that you said you're going to do, regardless of how you feel, do it anyway so that you can feel good about it. 
Because if you don't, all you're going to do is feed your depression. Habitual liars, instead of lying about what you do, start being honest about the things that you're doing. Look at your life. Are you really, be honest with yourself. That's the only requirement that uh, it takes to be happy, is to be honest with yourself. To feel good about yourself, try to be honest with yourself. But you can't be honest with yourself if you're still practicing habitual lying. Stop. There's no payoff. You're the one going to have to live with the guilt and the shame. It makes people not trust you. It makes people not even want to be around you. Because there's nothing good about habitual lying. And when it comes to our babies, practice what you preach. Don't tell them not to do something when you're doing it. Because you're the one that's teaching them how to do it. I sit in my room sometime and I want, when the grandkids are over, I'm, I'm sitting in my room and I'm listening to them as, they, as they're talking and playing. And as I listen to them, I'm just like, they sound just like their grandma. They sound just like their daddy. They sound just like their mama. You can hear these different personalities come out of them because they are paying attention to the different personalities that's around them. And it's the adults. And it just, it, it, it bothers me because then the adults get upset when the kids act just like them. But they are too prideful to own up to their behaviors and changing them. I don't, I don't want to be a bad example for people. I want to be a good example for people. That's what makes the world different. That's what makes the world go around. That's what makes people want to be around you instead of not being around you. Because see, when you have habitual bad behaviors and bad, habitual bad habits, you really don't even want to go around people because you don't feel comfortable around them. Because if they ask you a question, you know, it's like you're being put on the spot. I don't know who this message is for, but what I do know that it's a message for somebody. See, a lot of the reason why, the reason why a lot of us is unhappy is because of how we're acting and how we're behaving. You change the way you think. You change the way you behave. When you change the way you behave, you'll start finding out that life is pretty doggone good in spite of whatever's going on around us. That's what I love about being in recovery. Recovery teaches you how to be honest with yourself. It ain't really got much to do with nobody else, but it's got everything to do with you. See, my kids know my habitual habits. They know my habitual behaviors because they're good. I was so thrilled. I was so ecstatic last week when my grandson was like, Papa, are we going to your meeting? Grand, my grandkids, get, they enjoy going to my support group versus the adults. The adults don't think they need 
support. They don't think that they need a support group because they know that they're going to be called out on a mess. But my grandson was, was willing to go to the meeting with me and he was all happy and excited. He don't really know what it's about, but he knows his grandpa is doing something good for his community and for himself. See, those are the kind of habitual habits that we need to be displaying onto our children. Not all that cursing and drinking and all that kind of crap. Well, I only drink on the weekend. It doesn't matter. Your kids are watching what you're doing. And it's only a matter of time before they start experiencing what you're doing. And you can't blame them. You're going you're gonna to have to own up and blame yourself for teaching them that. Because when you do it around them, you're telling them that it's okay. When you're smoking around your kids, you're telling them that it's okay. That child shouldn't have to grow up second-guessing themselves. That's how I learned how to smoke. I learned how to smoke and drink by watching my, my, my parents' habitual behaviors. And because they made it apparent that it was okay, I started acting just like them. Until I got old enough to realize that this is not cool. I don't even like the way it tastes. When I used to smoke, I didn't even like the smell of smoke. But I was doing it out of habitual behavior. Drinking, I didn't like the way that I, I didn't like the way that it tasted. I liked the way it made me feel, but I didn't like the way it tasted. But I did that out of habitual behavior because that's what I saw my dad and them always do. See, we're no different than our kids. A lot of the habitual behaviors that we picked up, that we're doing now, we've been doing that a long time. We picked that up from our ancestors. And just like we picked it up from them, our kids are picking it up from us. Time to break those habitual behaviors and start living a life that God called us to live. I hear people all the time talking about church and, and acting Christian-like but then their behaviors display something totally different. You can run, but you can't hide. God knows exactly what we're doing and what we're not doing. And somebody smart and wise that's done been down that road that has changed their old behaviors, they see right through the crap that people are trying to display. You can't act like you're a churchy person, but then you're running around here cussing and drinking like it ain't no tomorrow. You're just pretending. You're fake. Not real. Like I tell anybody, real gold never changes. Fake gold does. Same thing with people. Real people don't change. Fake people do. If you're real, no matter what kind of pressure you're up under, you should still stay the same. What you do at home, you should do the same exact, how you act at home, you should act the same way in public. Real people don't change. Fake people do. Because if you're real, you're real. If you're fake, you're fake. That's one thing that I, another thing that I like to tell people. You can lie all you want, but your behavior can't. That's pretty deep. Your behavior will never lie. 
It'll always express how you truly feel. Some people show their uh, behavior through their expressions. Some through their actions. Your behavior would never lie. And I hope that this sit in with somebody. Your behavior would never lie because it's incapable of lying. See, that's one thing that God can't do is lie. That's one thing about your behavior. It can't lie. So before you try to check somebody else, check yourself. Watch your own behaviors. Before you try to tell somebody else about their behaviors, look at your behaviors. Before you say anything to anybody else, are you practicing what you preach? Are you acting the same way that you've always acted? Because see, you can't help nobody else to change if you haven't. And that's why changing habitual behaviors are so important. That's why I like doing these videos. Because I like sharing the things that I struggled with and I like sharing how you can change it. So just for today in DDA, I will focus on my DDA recovery program of the 12 steps plus five. Just for today, I will remain clean and sober. And if I'm taking medications, I would do so as prescribed. Just for today, I will keep an open mind and be willing to listen to the advice of my DDA support group, my prescriber, and my clinician. Just for today, I would allow myself to have faith in someone in the DDA program who has faith in me and my recovery. Just for today, I will have a program. I recognize that I may make mistakes along the way, but I will follow the DDA program to the best of my ability. Just for today, I will utilize the DDA program of shared experiences, strength, solidarity, and hope in order to gain a better perspective on my life. Just for today, I will not dwell on the past nor place undue concern on the future. Just for today, I will not grant fear or worry space in my thoughts by choosing to live one day at a time and by allowing, by following the, the principles of DDA, I need not be afraid. Just for today, I will see how working an honest program is helping others and a lot of blessings of my higher power to flow throughout my life. Just for today, I will allow myself to be me. I will accept myself for whom I am and where I am. I will allow others the same courtesy that they may be free from to grow and that I may be freed from the burden of resentment. Just for today, I will live and let live. If I come unable, if I if I become unable to do this, then I will place trust in my higher power and remind myself to just let go and let God. Just for today, I will live life on life's terms. And by doing so, I will recognize when I need support for symptoms of my dual diagnosis or when I'm in danger of relapse, I will seek help from the fellowship of DDA, my higher power, my prescriber, and my clinician just for today. I pray that you all have a wonderful weekend. Um, again, I thank you all for tuning in. I'm not the best speaker or, or anybody special, but I do take pride in carrying a message of hope to those that are still suffering from the effects of dual diagnosis. Um, I look forward to seeing you. For, for those of you that would like to come to um, our in-house meeting, the address is 708 South Boston every Friday from 6 to 7. That's 708 South Boston um, from 6 to 7 every Friday. I hope to see you there. Until then, um, may God bless you and keep you at perfect peace. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to carry this message to those in our community.
I pray that they open their eyes and their minds and their hearts, Father, to see that there is a different way of living if we just learn to trust you and put our trust in you. Father, help them to understand that you can't pretend to be something that you're not. Because when you do, all you're doing is practicing bad habits, which turns into habitual behaviors. Help them to become true to themselves so they can become true to you and your community, in our community. I pray that until next week, uh, that you keep them in perfect peace and in perfect harmony. Help them to swallow their pride so that you can use them the way that you want to use them. Just I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next week, God bless you.